ready to talk baseball. Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, baseball fans? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast where we will be looking at the AL Central in this episode. And I hope you guys all had a safe fun exciting weekend i know i did it got started off with a bang i was at the kiss concert we'll talk about that in a little bit uh really what happened there and then i got caught in a typhoon in san jose at the earthquakes game then i drove all the way down to san luis obispo there was a lot of things going on in my weekend so i hope you guys had a great weekend whatever you did there was tons of baseball we got to talk about a lot of baseball coming up but we will be talking about the al central in this one and we got a lot of teams that are looking to i guess flip the switch and well the reason why i say that segue into uh my first thing i don't know if you guys have tiktok i i definitely don't it's definitely uh for the young but This past weekend, I saw a TikTok of A-Rod and J-Lo. And, uh, you know, it's that song where I flipped the switch. God, I sound so old right now. I don't know what song it is. But, you know, all the little little kids, they they love the the song. But anyway, there's a lyric in there that says, I'm going to flip the switch. And then on TikTok, the lights go off and the lights come back on. And then people switch their clothes usually. But it was hilarious seeing A-Rod dressed as J-Lo and vice versa. J-Lo dressed as A-Rod. It, it was just everybody's doing it. Uh, I'm going to have to do one here in a couple of days. So you guys be on the lookout for that TikTok on my on my social media. I don't even have TikTok, so I don't even know. I don't even know how to do. What is a TikTok? I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I sound really old right now. Um, but anyways, moving on, that was one of the highlights of the weekend. Um, that TikTok with A-Rod and J-Lo, everyone was loving it and I, I thought it was hilarious, but more highlights of the weekend, just going into my weekend. Um, it started off with a bang. It was, it was actually, I was pretty busy this weekend with work and you know, if you guys know me, I work at the radio station and yes, that is the TikTok right there. Uh, my, my lovely assistant has showed me the TikTok, uh, but she has her back to me right now. She, she's, uh, she's scolding me at the moment, but anyways, moving on, talking about the weekend and you know, the weekend for me, it was really busy. I had a lot of work. I had nonstop work from Friday to Sunday. Uh, today I actually have the day off a little bit. So now I'm able to give you the podcast a little later than usual. I usually drop it at eight in the morning. Um, if you guys didn't know that, but a little bit later in the day uh, for this week, but th- on Friday, it was the Kiss concert, and everybody was so excited for this Kiss concert. I'm actually not a big Kiss Army type person. I'm, I'm not really into Kiss like that. I do like a lot, a, a couple of songs, uh, Detroit Rock City, which I discovered was a Kiss song. I, I always knew the song, but I didn't know it was it was Kiss. So. Uh, I'm not huge like fanboy of Kiss, and then obviously Rock and Roll All Night. Uh, that that's a really good Kiss song as well. So I was I had the pleasure, I had the honor of working the Kiss concert, um, and we went all out. You know, me and my coworkers, we went all out, uh, put on the Kiss makeup. I was the star child, as uh, as you would imagine, the hype man, if you will. But 
you know, we all we all went as the cat, or not all. We didn't all go, but uh, all all of us we dressed up at, or we put on the makeup of someone different from Kiss. So we had Gene Simmons, we had uh, we had the Star Child, we had the cat. We you know we didn't have the 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 spaceman. <laughs> You're recording me over there. Didn't have the spaceman, but uh, we only had three people, so we couldn't really get everybody there. But it was fun. It was it was a nice it was a nice time. We were out there. Uh, got to interact with a lot of the fans out there, and then a little perk of the job is we get Kiss tickets, and we checked out Kiss for just a little bit. Um, we didn't stay for the whole thing when we didn't get in there uh, until later, you know, during the middle of the set of Kiss. So we go in there, we enjoy some of the music, listen some to some of the songs. Unfortunately, I missed the two songs that I wanted to listen to. Um, that's where we're getting into because uh, Detroit Rock City that started it off. Uh, which I'm, I'm sure it was going crazy at that point. And then the last song, because we looked at the set list before we went in there, uh, the last song would be Rock and Roll All Night. And that's my song. I mean, I was jamming out on Guitar Hero. That was my jam on Guitar Hero. And I would play that nonstop. I, I, I loved playing Guitar Hero. And actually, shout out to Guitar Hero and the Wii, uh, because I have recently began playing the Wii a lot more uh, started playing that tennis, started playing baseball. I forgot how fun those video games are. Uh, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to be looking into those uh, more often, especially, you know, I, I got a little itch uh, for, for Kiss right now, you know, um, especially just being at that concert. So moving on, we, we, were, we were at the concert, and it was getting late. I had to work the Earthquakes game. Again, the typhoon that I was in in San Jose, it was just a downpour the next day. But it was getting late, and I was just like, hey, let's head out. Do you guys want to stay for the encore? Nah, let, let's, just, let's just go because we got to be back at the station tomorrow. Me and my other coworker, we were, work, we were working the game uh, the following day. So we were just like, nah, let, let's go home. Let, let's, let's, let's chill. So we left early. We didn't stay for the encore. We didn't listen to the song. And, you know, from there, we actually had to go get some gas because we were low on gas. So by the time that we got out of the concert, we went – uh, to a gas station nearby, uh, the next, the next exit and whatnot. And from there we got the gas. We're on our way back to the city and we're turning the corner and then bang. Like I said, my, 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 my weekend started off with a bang. No, I'm serious. And a car, we got into a car accident. Everybody was fine. It was fun, but you know, it's, it's, the car accident wasn't fun. The, the, everything else about it was fun, but we got into the car accident and didn't get, didn't get home until three 30 in the morning. And you know, the thing with that is I, st I start to laugh about it a little bit because I look at the whole scenario of what it was. And I know my assistant is trying to forget that, that night. Cause I mean, obviously you don't ever want to hear anybody getting in a car accident, but this is the funny thing I'm trying to I'm trying to say. She's not listening. But the funny thing about it is just imagine. Boom, you get into a car accident. And imagine the person you hit is just decked out in kiss makeup. I didn't think about that until way after and I started laughing my ass off because I probably scared everyone that I came in contact with. Because I was full on. I had I had the the white face. I'm brown, so it didn't look and then <laughs> it didn't it didn't mesh well with me. Although 
uh, my makeup artist made it look really good. And I had the white face. I had my eyebrow. It was on fleek. My eyebrow. My eyebrow. Did I say eyebrow? My eyebrow was on fleek. Looked amazing. I had the star on my on my on my right eye. And yes, I had the I had the lipstick on. I, I went all out. I went all out. You guys can judge me all you want. I went all out for this thing. MVP right here. Then. Fast forward to the car accident. Imagine <laughs> you get out of your car. You're pissed. And the guy was pissed. The guy was pissed. He thought I ran the light. Obviously, I didn't. I, I'm a good driver. I should be in NASCAR. I didn't run the light. But he was mad. He was pissed. But then he got closer, and then he was like, what the hell is going on in this car? And <laughs> he sees all of us with Kiss makeup on. I went above and beyond. I had, like, the lipstick. I had the white face. I was crazy. I don't give a damn. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it 110%. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm all in. And, yes, that is terrifying. I look like Harley Quinn. I, I really do. I look like Harley Quinn in that picture. I seriously do. It was scary. When I was doing it, I would do, like, a little smiley face, and, I, and I'd act like the Joker. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. I'm going to have to put those pictures on Instagram so you guys know what I'm talking about. But, the <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? So now you're looking at that face. You're looking at my face, my 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 kiss-drawn face. And you had to talk to me on the side of the road because we have a car accident. No wonder no cops stopped. They were probably like, this guy's a wacko. I'm not going to help them. <laughs> but that's how my that's how my Friday started. Like I said, we're all fine. It's all good. It is what it is. Um, just glad that nobody got like seriously hurt and we got out of that all fine. But that that whole scenario was pretty damn funny to me. But let's move on. I, I was in a typhoon also on Sunday or on Saturday. It was the most rain that I'd seen in like two years combined in San Jose. That was cool. Then I drove all the way down to San Luis Obispo for an event for, for my radio station. That was fun. Fun drive. Took forever. Wish I would have went to Disneyland. But that's my weekend. Hope you guys had a good weekend. We haven't even talked baseball yet. Now, now we are got to jump into baseball. Because these other teams are hoping to pick off where they left off. Pick up where they left off from 2019 carrying into 2020. And this is the AL Central. And the AL Central, I think this is a division that is so wide open that I think anybody can really take it. Not anybody. It's it's one of three teams. It's a three-team race in this division. Because you look at the projections and, and we always talk about the projections first and then we look at how they finished in 2019 but the projections for this year of 2020 for the AL Central it runs as follows they have the twins finishing it off at number one winning the central at 93 wins then they have the Indians at 86 wins followed by the White Sox 83 uh the Tigers and 
the Royals to follow that with 69 with the Tigers, 68 with the Royals. Now, I I tend to agree with this one. I didn't really agree too much with the projected standings uh, that were changed in the AL East in my last podcast. But this, this Central, I tend to agree with it somewhat. I do believe that the Twins are going to be the team to beat in this division. We'll talk about all their all their acquisitions, all that kind of stuff moving forward. Uh, but I think the, the Twins are the team to knock off. The only discrepancy in this, because you look at the Tigers, you look at the Royals, they are rebuilding. They're retooling. They have a lot of good prospects, but they're nowhere near coming up. But the only discrepancy in this division, I believe, is the White Sox and the Indians. They have the White Sox third, the Indians second. I think you flip-flop that. And I'll tell you why. Because we're going to look at all these teams. The, the Central, I think, is the most interesting division. Uh, and the reason being is with the White Sox, with all their acquisitions. I mean, uh, when you look at the White Sox, they... Definitely are one of the teams. They headlined the offseason this year with acquisitions of Yasmani Grandal. They went and got Dallas Keuchel. They went and got Edwin Encarnacion. They have a lot of pieces. Like when you look at their their team, they have the bat-flipping maniac, Tim Anderson, who I absolutely love. You You flip, boy. Bat flip boy. <laughs> Tim Anderson. He's awesome. Yon Mankata, who I believe that they were talking extension. He's uh he's in the lineup too. 25 home runs. Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, you throw him in there. Edwin Encarnacion. Eloy Jimenez, Nomar Mazara, Luis Robert, the number three prospect in all of baseball. He's going to be up there. Then you look at the starters. They got Lucas Giolito. 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 Dallas Keuchel. Ronaldo Lopez. They have a lot of talent on that team. And I didn't even mention Gio Gonzalez, who's rounding out that rotation, and Michael Kopech, who's coming back from Tommy John surgery. The flamethrower. That guy was tearing it up in the minors before he had to get Tommy John surgery. So, it's, it's interesting when you look at the White Sox. The big factor for them is because they have a lot of young talent mixed in with veteran presence. But the thing with them is, like, you, like I said, Lucas Giolito. Giolito. Why do I keep saying Giolito? Gelato. I'm going to call him Gelato. Lucas Gelato. Giolito. Giolito. Can he replicate what he did in 2019? He had a stellar 2019. The same thing with Ronaldo Lopez. Can he take forward or take steps to, to move forward in his MLB career? Michael Kopech, he is not going to start the year with the White Sox, but before, sooner rather than later, he's going to be up in that rotation. Then you look on the offensive side of things. Eloy Jimenez. He has explosive explosive potential. Luis Robert, favorite for a rookie of the year. So these guys on, on the White Sox, and I don't always like to do, because you remember a couple of years ago when the team that won the offseason 
was the San Diego Padres. They didn't do squat. I think they finished in fourth. That was the year that they went and got James Shields. They, they had a lot of pieces there, but they did nothing with it. So just because you win the offseason, yes, White Sox fans should be excited about this, but you always have to win the regular season. Winning the offseason absolutely means nothing. And they're trying to get to their first postseason since 2008. It's been a long time, long drought, 11 years for them. But they have the veteran presence. They have a lot of young, talented people on that team. So the White Sox, don't be surprised if they are making a push for October come September. I mean, we've talked about the Yankees. You know, uh, just looking at wild card standings. Because if you listen to my AL East, I don't think that the Yankees are going to uh, come up in that division. I think it's going to be the Rays. Their 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 starting rotation took a huge hit when Luis Severino went down. That could possibly open the door for a team like the White Sox. Because, I mean, when you look at, and a team like the Blue Jays, but we're talking about the, the White Sox here. These teams could sneak in in the, in the postseason. I had to find my word there. They could sneak in in the postseason and really make some noise because when you look at their rotation, it's not that bad. I mean, they have really good options. They have Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Ronaldo Lopez, Dylan Cease, Gio Gonzalez, and I didn't even mention Michael Kopech, who's going to be in that starting rotation uh, come summer, maybe sooner than that. So are you buying the hype of the Chicago White Sox? It's interesting. Are you buying the hype? I think I am. I think I just hype myself up. <laughs> I'm I'm believing in, in the White Sox. Because they're not like other teams that win the offseason. Because they have the young talent that was already established there. And they're just building off of last year. Like last year, they... Their standings, when you look at the standings, last year the White Sox, they did finish third, but they had 72 games. So they're projecting them to get 11 more wins than that. And I think that it's possible that they get more. It depends on, honestly, I think Michael Kopech is the big uh, question mark here. How, how quick he's able to come back and contribute at the major league level. I think that's the big factor there. So that's one of the teams that are competing for the AL Central crown. I think they're very well in the mix. Then you look at the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians, they have some injury problems uh, at the moment. And the reason why I think that they're going to finish behind the White Sox is because I don't think they're going to get a full year out of Francisco Lindor. That trade, when you look at the Indians, they're in a tough spot. They're good, but they might not be good enough to, to compete for that crown with the Twins. And we'll talk about the Twins in a sec. But when you look at the Indians, they're good, but maybe not that good. Which leads them to have to trade Francisco Lindor. Because you look at their farm system, 
they are very weak and very thin. So trading away Francisco Lindor to a comp- to a contender, getting a couple of prospects in in the in the exchange, maybe some guys that are able to come up next year, year and a half from now, that'd be a good that'd be a good deal for the Indians because they don't have anybody there. But when you look at the rest of the roster, I mean they're not they're not too bad. I mean, again, you talk you talk about the 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 roster. Leading off, you got Francisco Lindor. But like I said, I don't think that he's going to be an Indian all season. He he will get traded. I think I think uh, with the weakness of their farm system, it makes it inevitable that he gets traded. There was a lot of talk this offseason at winter meetings, all that kind of stuff. He didn't get traded, but you can see the writing on the wall almost. It's almost expected. In, like I said, inevitable that he gets traded to a playoff contender. Who that is? I don't know. But you figure someone's going to find a spot for Lindor. They have to. That's a top quality talent right there. But then you look at the rest of the the lineup. They have Carlos Santana. They have Jose Ramirez. They'll have a full year of Franmil Reyes, who they got in that three-team trade last year involving the Reds and the Padres. Got him from the Padres. So he'll be there. I mean, he had 37 home runs last year. And he didn't even get a full season with the Indians. So you can look at way more, possibly. And all of his home runs, they were like 400 plus. Like this guy, 410 plus. This guy is huge, 6'5", 275. So he hits home runs like you would expect someone that's 6'5", 275 to hit home runs. That guy is a big boy. So he's slated for his first season. So there's a lot of things that the Indians can look forward to. Then you look at their starting rotation. It's not that bad. They have Shane Bieber, Carlos Carrasco. But then we go back to Mike Clevinger. Uh, He's coming back from a surgery to repair a a partially torn meniscus in his left knee. That was on Valentine's Day this year. So he's getting he's getting back on track to go back to the mound. He was having a bullpen session uh, this week. So it's going to be steps for Mike Clevenger to come back. But when he comes back, that's a good one, two, three. Carrasco, Bieber, Clevenger. So the Indians, they could surprise people. They could compete. But like I said, I think that is going to come down to Lindor either staying or going. And I think you're looking at most likely going. That's my prediction. I think Lindor is going to get traded before the trade deadline. And that's with the Indians. Because they have to compete with the heavy juggernaut team in the Minnesota Twins. And now we t- when we talk about the Twins, the Twins are one of the beefiest lineup in all of baseball. You look at all of them. Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, Nelson Cruz, Eddie Rosario, Mitch Garver, Miguel Sano. Those are like everyone that hit over 25 home runs last year. Byron Buxton. They have a lot of pop. A lot of thunder in that lineup. And I'm not even talking about their their prospects and Royce Lewis. 
and outfielder Alex Kirilioff. The Twins are that stacked that those guys can't even make the starting lineup. So they're not going to be up anytime soon, at least for now. But you look at all that. They blasted two, 307 home runs, lead record. And that was partial seasons with Nelson Cruz, partial season with Miguel Sano, partial with Mitch Garver, partial with Buxton. It wasn't even full seasons with these guys. And you're talking about they can get better. They can hit more than 307 home runs. Lead Break that, break that record because the record... Previously, it was held by the Yankees, which was set last year or two years ago. So, I don't see why they can't hit more than 307 home runs if you get full seasons out of these guys. Because I didn't even mention the offseason acquisition that they got to make their lineup even more beefy. With Josh Donaldson, came from the Braves. He hit over 30 home runs last year. And he's projected to get more. So that is when you add when you add everybody else plus Josh Donaldson, they just got 30 more home runs. So are they going to hit more than 307? I think so. They might even get closer to, to 320, 330, 350. No, maybe three maybe 330. I'll say 330. How about that? Maybe 320. I don't know. One of those numbers. They'll go over 307. That's my point. And then when you look at their starting rotation, it's pretty damn good. They got Kenta Maeda in that deal that was uh, included with Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. They got Kenta Maeda. He's going to be a starter now. We haven't seen him as a starter in some time. He started the season with the Dodgers, and then he would always filter into the bullpen. But you're going to get... A full year of starting with Kenta Maeda. Granted, if he doesn't get injured. But then you have Jose Barrios. You got Jake Odorisi. Got a lot of good guys on that starting rotation. You got Ulysses uh, Chassin, Homer Bailey. List goes on for that starting rotation. Well, technically it doesn't. That's the, that's the top five. <laughs> but you get my point. They are stacked. On offense... Obviously, their starting pitching could be improved, but it's still pretty good. And that offense is going to put up the numbers, as we all saw last year. So the Central, essentially, is the Twins to lose. And it could just come down to health, health-wise. Because like I said, you got partial seasons from all those guys, which means they weren't healthy. Hopefully they're more healthier this year. Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano, Mitch Garver, Byron Buxton. Buxton, I believe, is still nurturing nurturing a a injury. Uh, he hasn't made a, a Grapefruit League debut yet, but it's said to be coming soon. But he's an injury-prone outfielder. He had a torn labrum. Uh, he had surgery last September. He had a torn labrum in his left shoulder. So he's recovering from that. But all things are pointing to him being ready for opening day. Granted, if there isn't any setbacks. But still, even without him, 
the Twins are stacked. So it's their division to lose. Now we got to spread the love. We talked about the top three teams. It's a three-team race, in my opinion, in the Central. We've got to show some love to the other teams as well. The Kansas City Royals. The Royals, they have... They're, they're in rebuilding. You know, and, and it's crazy to... You look at the teams that were in the World Series 2016 with the Giants and the Royals. And they're both in rebuilding mode now. Let's talk about the Giants more in further podcasts. When we get to the NL West, we'll talk about them. But in this one with the Royals, they have a decent team and they have a superstar DH in Jorge Soler. The guy had a phenomenal 2019 hitting 48 home runs last year. And they're talking that he can break 50. So, Jorge Soler, he's the real deal. Then you look at Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon is still doing his thing. Not hitting as many home runs, but still doing his thing. Then you have the return of Salvador Perez, which I'm actually really excited for because he was one of my favorite players, more most fun players to watch because you can just see the excitement, the love of the game pour out of this guy when he's on the field. So I'm excited for Salvador Perez to, to show up uh, behind home plate again for the Kansas City Royals. So that's good. But with the Kansas City Royals, they have a top 10 prospect in shortstop Bobby Witt, who's only 19. And the teams at the bottom of this division with the Royals and the Tigers, they both have prospects that are 19 years old. But they need a couple more years of development. But remember that name, Bobby Witt Jr. He should be in the major leagues probably a year and a half, two years from now. And maybe the Royals will uh, will have an overhaul of their roster and they're maybe they're ready to compete in the Central. But the White Sox, they look like they're going to be they're poised to start their reign of the Central this season. But the Royals, they got the young talent. And they have Jorge Soler, who I think is probably going to break that record of eight, 48 home runs. Clearly get over 50. Then you look at the Detroit Tigers. And... Again, both of these teams, you got everyone else averaging in the 80s this in this division as far as wins. But then these two teams are at the very bottom with 67, 68 wins in the division. And then you look at what the Tigers did last year. Tigers only won 47 games. They, they lost 114 times. I don't know if I can stomach that as a baseball fan. Uh, I was flipping out when the Giants were were getting close to 100. 114? How do you watch a team all season? That, that's bad. <laughs> 114 losses. Oh, that is that is bad. I, I, I have a lot of sympathy for the fans in Detroit. Detroit Rock City. Listen to Kiss. Maybe that'll maybe that'll uh, brighten your mood in Detroit. Maybe not. I don't know. 
We'll see. My my assistant says maybe not. But looking at the Tigers, it's going to be another rough year for the Tigers. I mean, I you look up and down the lineup, they have Cameron Mabin, which, okay, you're a Cameron Mabin fan. Miguel Cabrera, I you know, he's older. <laughs> they have CJ Cron as their as their cleanup. Everyone else is uh exactly what you'd expect. The Detroit Tigers. But they figure they're gonna have a good rotation. I mean, they have Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbill. They have a lot of prospects in Casey Mize and Matt Manning. Michael Fulmer, he is still recovering from his Tommy John surgery that he had last year in March. But the right-hander, he won't be ready until midseason. But you figure that they're going to... You figure that they're going to have the starting pitching... Then it just all comes down to the to the offense. But their their prospects in Casey Mize, Matt Manning, both twenty two years old, ranked among the top right handers, right handed prospects in MLB. Mize boasts a plus across the board in every category, while Manning he has a stellar fastball-curveball combination. They're not going to break camp, but we might see them up in the big leagues sooner rather than later. Then you look at another guy who was doing pretty good in spring, 31-ranked prospect, Riley Green. He's also 19. So he won't be breaking the club this year anyway, but he looked good in his first spring, and. He'll continue to develop in the minors, and we'll see. Maybe we'll see him next year at the big league level. Depends how quick the Tigers want to turn things around. But the Tigers, the Royals, they're at the bottom of the division, bottom of the of baseball, and they're just going through the motions right now, rebuilding. But then when you look at the other top three teams in that division, the White Sox, the Indians, and the Twins, Twins are the favorites. But again, I do have the discrepancy of the Indians finishing second and the White Sox coming in third. I think that's flip-flop. White Sox are going to come in second and possibly make a playoff spot, get that wild card spot. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting in the AL Central. But let me know what you guys think about the Central. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. That's where I'm going to end it here. Uh, Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you have a good week. Be safe out there. Please, everybody, strap on your seatbelts. You never know what's going to happen. It can happen in a blink of an eye. So uh, be safe out there. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And next podcast, we will be looking at the NL Central, flipping it over from uh, the White Sox to the other team in Chicago. Yes, they are now the other team in Chicago, the Chicago Cubs. We'll be looking at that. Chris Bryant will be looking at... Uh, Christian Yelich, who just got paid. Money, 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 money. Money. My assistant didn't do it. I had to do it for her. But Christian Yelich got paid. 
I think that's a good thing for the sport. I think that's a good thing for Milwaukee. Was talking to a Milwaukee fan over the weekend in San Luis Obispo, and he was excited. Why not? Why wouldn't you be excited for Christian Yelich to finish out his career as a Brewer? That that's just amazing. Like you don't see that anymore. You don't see players staying. I mean, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera. Now you have Mike Trout. It looked like Nolan Arenado was going to be that, but now with all that going on, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Nolan Arenado. But now you got Christian Yelich to add to that conversation. So it's really good to see. I think it's a good thing for the sport, especially for the Milwaukee Brewers in that division. But we'll talk about that. The Cubs, Brewers, Reds, everybody in that division. The Pirates. Who else am I missing in that division? Drawing a blank here. There's one other team. Who is it? You know who it is? Oh, the Cardinals. How can I forget the Cardinals? One of the most historic teams in the Central. Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates, all coming to you next time on the podcast when we look at the NL Central. And I'll have a special guest with me to help break down the NL Central. So you guys have a good one. Be safe out there. And until next time, go Giants.